So, I mean, you speak really, really well, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm just sitting here, just blown away. But I, I'm really curious how critical you think communication skills is or are to a designer. Oh yeah, no, I think. You know, I mean, for me, it was an interesting thing. Like I said, I, I grew up in an ad agency. I grew up, you know, learning typography on a 700-pound letterpress in my parents' basement. And I think, you know, when you start working in an agency, I think one of the things I started to realize was that even if I was a really good designer, it was only going to take me so far. Mm-hmm. That at a certain point, that the better jobs were really dependent on your ability to present ideas, to sell ideas, to communicate with people, to lead people. And the challenge that I had was that honestly, all the way up until probably even I left college, I couldn't speak in front of like more than four people without being <laughs> terrified. I mean, I just, I couldn't do it. And it was one of those things where I think, you know, throughout my career, I've kind of stepped back mm-hmm. and looked at myself and said, okay, that can't continue. Yeah. And so I started to do little things. Like I would just, you know, my senior year, I started to give tours at, at, the, at my college just to be able to start to get in front of people to figure out how do I do a routine? How do you make them laugh? How do you do stuff like that? But, you know, the way that I usually am with things, I got incredibly cerebral with it. I started to go out and talk to, like, sports agents and venture capitalists. I started to study with, like, poker players who could start to look at physical tells to be able to study things like that. I started to talk to, like, police officers and um, interrogators from SEAL Team 6. So, like... I mean, you, Wait, you, I, see, I, you seek yeah. these people out? No, no, I do, because part of it was like, okay, I could start to communicate and I started to get better at it. Partially because I'm six foot four and I couldn't whisper in a hurricane. <laughs> like, I just, I don't have the projection problem that some people have. But then I started to do more new business. Well, the thing whenever you start to do new business is I'm now pitching, I'm selling to a cold room. I have to walk in and realize that the loudmouth guy in the front isn't the decision maker, it's the quiet guy in the back, and that he's the one I really need to sell to. But I have to read that room in an instant and figure out how do I adapt what it is that I'm saying. So I think a lot of it for me was just wanting to start to study this, to start to study how do I communicate better, how do I do it more effectively. Like I went and talked to comedians, but I just started to talk to all these people. I took like mime classes, all kinds of crazy stuff. Because for me it was just like, look, it's not an option for me to be able to do this. But I think that I then started to realize that it wasn't that knowledge was power, it was that sharing was power. And so that if I started to be able to share in my team, in my company, it, it also started to then realize that, okay, well, companies want people, they want to hire people that other people have heard of. They want that like gee whiz factor. So for me to be able to do that, I need to build my brand. And so then I need to start doing public speaking. And so now it's like, you know, I've done talks in front of like 10,000 or more people. And so, I mean, it's a long way from the kid in college who couldn't speak in front of, but I think that was the part of it, was, you know, my ability to deliver feedbacks quickly, succinctly, my ability to, to sell, to really pitch, to sway hearts and minds of my own team and of my clients, that's just like the bedrock of, of what it is. And it's to the point where I actually teach about a three-hour class on presentation skills to all of my team. Okay. And we practice it regularly because I think most creatives have no idea how to do it. And I think most of them present, which is a massive, massive mistake. You're not presenting, you're selling. It's a very different mindset. It's a very different way of approaching what you're doing. Like if you have an Excel spreadsheet, you present it. Creative is subjective. You sell it. What does that three-hour class look like? Like what are you teaching them? The three-hour class is is a whole range of things. I think a lot of it is, is one is understanding just like your creative process, just like your leadership process, your presentation style is unique to you. What is going to make each of you nervous? What's going to make each of you confident is going to be different from me. Like, I'm the guy who I need to sacrifice accuracy for storytelling. I, I, if I read off a script, I sound like a public access commercial. I'm horrible. 
Like, so, it, you know, I've realized that, you know, very bare slides, few things, pay attention to me, listen to what I have to say, give me the ability that maybe I have a couple bullet points, but I can riff on that so I can tell an engaging story and that my flow, the way that I speak, the cadence of my voice is, has much more conviction to it than, again, if I'm reading something. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff of just getting to understand who you are, of kind of looking at what are just like the base personas around, you know, are you an educator? Are you somebody who's an entertainer? Are you somebody that's going to do kind of be inspirational? As you, as you present, you generally start with one of those, but as you get better, how do you combine the three of them together? To then just the basics of how do you actually give a presentation? Like, how do, you, how do you use builds? How do I tell a story? And literally, I'll go back and use just like, you know, the, the classic like Greek mythology arc mm -hmm. of, you know, we started a problem, we went away, we didn't want to do it, like that hero's journey. Use that and map that back to a presentation, again, to bring the client along, to bring them into that. All kinds of crazy stuff about even, again, when you talk about, you know, the guys from SEAL Team 6 or from the police officers or stuff, how do you even manipulate physical space? Mm -hmm. Because there's a base human psychology that says, if I'm inside of four feet from you, I'm inside a personal space. So if I was standing next to you that close, you start to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If I'm beyond 12 feet from you, I'm in what's called disconnected space, which means we're far enough apart that you feel like you can tune out without any consequence. So if I'm gonna be in a boardroom that has a 24 foot long table, stand in the middle. But it also means if I have somebody that's being a problem in a meeting, go stand next to them and use that physical proximity to control them. Mm. Tons of like these nuances of how to get them to just understand the base mechanics of just how do you control a room? How do you tell a story? But how do you do it your way? I'm sure any designer would want to sit in this three-hour class, but right. we don't have the time and no, no one can access you. Right. Uh, but what... <laughs> well, I, will, I mean, look, I, I will... I will well, I was going to say, I, there, there, there are three episodes on my podcast where I go over this in yeah. great detail. But for here today, I think the thing is just how do you start to develop, just like with your creative process, when we talk about self-awareness, your presentation style is exactly the same. How do you start to recognize what did I do when a presentation went well? What did I do when it didn't go well? And the biggest way to do that is to record yourself. Because the thing that I always equate it to is like for me, I hear my voice on my podcast or I hear it on a voicemail. And I think for as long as I've been alive, I've heard my voice in my head 24 hours a day for every day I've been alive. I cannot sound like that much of a tool. <laughs> but that's the problem is the way it rattles around in my head and comes out is very yeah. different. Public speaking or just right. presenting isn't that different because the problem is is that whenever I'm speaking, yeah. I, my brain is queuing up the next thing I'm going to say. It yeah. sends it down to my mouth. My mouth is talking. My brain is on the next sentence. So this is where a lot of nervous tics come in. This is where a lot of different things happen where the ums, the so, the uh, the, those little tics where people who aren't comfortable with silence start to develop that. But that is also just the inherent problem of that happens because since my brain and my mouth are in two different places, I'm not actually aware of how well I'm doing whenever I talk. So what I make people do is to go through, do a dry run of the presentation. Everybody has an iPhone, prop it up somewhere, have a boyfriend, girlfriend, goldfish, dog, hold it, whatever it is, record it, do the presentation. Stop and say, how do I think I did? Man, I killed it, I was great, the flow was great, I was funny, it was awesome, go back and watch it it's gonna be hearing your voice on that podcast or on that voicemail. There are gonna be ticks that you didn't know you had. There's gonna be the cadence really wasn't that smooth. You're not gonna be quite as eloquent because again, I'm glossing it over in my head because it sounds great and feels great in my head. The way it comes out of my mouth could be totally different. Thanks to Squarespace for their support. Whether you need a domain, a website, or an online store, make your next move with Squarespace. Visit squarespace.com and enter the code high resolution one word for 10% off your first purchase.